0: Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chats with other listeners find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages. Support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign and much more. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious!
1: Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys live from New York Comic-Con. This is Marjorie
2: and this is Arnie and it's Saturday night. We're about to close down the con. I think we're coming back tomorrow for just a couple hours. The Marvel Unlimited panel and a couple Artist Alley pickups. But by and large, the con is coming and gone. And as usual, Saturday was swimming upstream no matter which way you were going.
1: It was pretty brutal. It seemed to be very crowded this year. And I think what it is is they reduced the amount of spaces where you could walk and get through things. And it felt like a full contact sport anytime you had to get to anyone. And I'd like to mention, you know, really good planning on the Javits and having a lot of the women's rooms closed and under maintenance for this convention because I really enjoyed waiting half an hour for the restroom.
2: What are you talking about? Women don't like comics and movies and You're right. that stuff.
1: I'm just here to ogle the guys into spandex.
2: <laughs> yeah, the line was hellacious. Those. was very glad that i could go standing up
1: no i I really i waited half an hour in line to go the restroom i I did it was crazy it's terrible was that the
2: longest line we waited in this weekend yes i think it might have been oh no autographs i did get john bernthal's autograph and i waited a couple hours for that finished off my daredevil season two
1: yeah you got that and then uh we waited briefly for evangeline lily
2: which line was not as long as i expected no she
1: was really nice she had a little spat with her handler while we were there, and we ended up with a copy of her book. She wanted everyone to have her book. The handler disagreed, so she's, she turned to us in very big smiles and said, you're getting my book. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it's very awkward. <laughs> it
2: was not a question. No. So everyone, I believe, according to the program, was supposed to buy her book to get an autograph. Mm-hmm. And the book with the autograph was $70. First autograph, according to the website, was on the book. And then additional autographs could be on whatever at $60 a piece. So the way I looked at it is it was 130 for her autograph. Yes. And there's something about a book. But that's not what they told you when you were in line.
1: No, they told me I could either get the book with the autograph for 70 or just get her autograph on anything I wanted for $60. i am like, well, I'll take her autograph on anything on my DVD. That's fine.
2: Apparently that's not correct. We were supposed to have a book. So what we ended up with was a book not signed by her but signed by the artist whereas normally I think they both would have signed it but she was only going to write her name once mm-hmm. and it was on an Ant-Man DVD and I'm happy with that yes and then there's a book signed to Arnie niece nephew is it a kid's book it looked kind of like a kid's book
1: it w- looks like it's a children's sketchbook and there's a whole story that goes with it and this is a second book in a series but you know how everybody's got pet projects and everything
2: we wrote a book, too. So, yeah, why if, not? you know, Evangeline Lilly, we want to be more like you. Mm-hmm. But we came in early because of Hasbro. Hasbro's really my primary reason for coming to New York Comic Con every year without <laughs> fail is the toy reveals they do. And it's never grandiose. It's never like a Toy Fair or Comic Con where they're going to show wave after wave of figures. But they showed some pretty nice stuff and they gave us free liquor. So,
1: yeah. win-win yeah yeah that was that was always good if you got free liquor and little itty bitty tiny hamburgers it was like beach themed and there were hamburgers and corn dogs and lobster rolls and popcorn with liquor so that was fantastic
2: they showed off the entire sandman wave of spider-man legends for 2017. we'd seen most of those at san diego comic-con but seeing them here with the build a sandman we knew it was coming we thought it was going to be the build a figure for the latest spider-man wave it's for next year's spider-man wave but that sandman it's looking great with all the accessories the half shot off head is the most (laughs) gnarly thing i think hasbro has made in a long time like perhaps since bloody stump luke or something like that or charred anakin
1: yeah it's it's pretty cool though i mean it's a great figure and there's a lot of Detail in that sand, he's got the striped sweater on. It's pretty good.
2: And they also showed off a couple figures. Now I figured since they're showing them together, they might all be the same wave. And so I was talking to Dwight. I'm like, okay, so you've got old man Logan, this really awesome sculpt of old man Logan. It looks like the 3D comic just mm-hmm. just like the comic popped off the page and became a figure. And then you've got Shatterstar, who x-men but then with them adam warlock and death's head too.
1: death's head had everybody flipping out because even like the diehard people because they're really getting digging deep for death's head i mean they are. digging deep to like to china and a lot of people are sitting there like doing google doing google image searches and trying to figure out who this guy was and i mean it's it's deep 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 to get him out
2: but I figured, same wave. They're on the same table. That's, that's how my logic mm-hmm. goes. And Dwight said, when I asked if the Death's Head was a Build-A-Figure for that wave with Old Man Logan, he's like, well, Old Man Logan and Shatterstar are from an X-Men wave that's coming. Ooh. We Another
1: get- X-Men wave.
2: Yay. But he wasn't ready to talk about Adam Warlock or Death's Head yet. And I wonder... Now, Adam Warlock has some cosmic stuff. Maybe the Guardians 2 wave, maybe? <clears throat> everything is tied to a movie. I mean, Dwight made a big point of that, saying everything is released with a movie, so you gotta look at what's coming next year. And, yeah, I'm thinking that it could be Guardians.
3: <clears throat>
2: but I did get a chance to sit down with Dwight and some other members of the Marvel team at Hasbro... And talk to them and ask them some questions. So here's that interview. And we are here with the Marvel brand team at Hasbro. Guys, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and say your role with uh, the team.
4: Sure. Uh, Dwight Stahl, uh, design manager on the Marvel properties at Hasbro. I'm Ryan
5: Ting. I'm with the marketing brand team on Marvel.
6: I'm Tony Colella, and I'm the model artist on Marvel.
2: Very cool, and uh, we were at the Hasbro event last night. Got to see a lot of the new releases there. Have a lot of questions coming in from our listeners and what, viewers who want to kind of know about some of the things. One thing with the recent X Men wave, the Iceman figure that came out, the extremities, the forearms, the lower legs, very rubbery compared to the solid plastic of the rest of the figures. There a, was reason for that. Was that intentional?
4: Um, it, it wasn't intentional for it to be that soft. It was, uh, intended to be a slightly softer drometer so that we could keep the, uh, sharper edges on, uh. He had a lot of like ice chunks breaking out of his right. forearms and the sides of his shins. So in order to keep the details on those types of elements, sometimes we have to use a slightly softer material. It's more soft than we would like it to be, but it allows us to maintain a better uh, sculpted detailing. That one uh, ended up a little bit softer than I wish wish it was um, and uh, we were looking to see if that could be adjusted, but it's always a balance between how rigid we can make it on those types of elements. Not a lot of our characters have those kind of big spiky things, but he was one that was a, a little bit more problematic than usual. And
2: are you saying there's a possibility of a running change with that figure then? or?
4: Looking at it, yeah.
2: Okay. Another question we got in with the Build-A-Figure pieces. Everybody's really enjoying the Build-A-Figures, liking the larger ones, but right now it seems that it's more than a few isolated instances of people swapping build-a-figure parts returning to stores and a lot of collectors are saying that you know if the packaging wasn't so easy to open and reseal that might reduce some of the retail theft going on is that something that's gotten back to your team or you've looked at addressing
4: we we've looked at it and we've talked about it the the honest answer is if you're going to do that you're going to find a way um so it's very difficult for us to you know uh make a package you know bulletproof so that you can't do that because they're not doing that at the stores they're buying it taking it home and then making those types of changes and if you have the time to do that you're going to find a you're going to find an opportunity to do it unfortunately Um, we don't support it we think it's you know pretty cruddy but uh, there's only so much we can do on our end you know with that
2: Then a question about some of your exclusives. Lately, there have been some international exclusives that have been kind of difficult to get in the States. Most recently, the Hulkbuster Wave of Legends, where you had the repainted Hulkbuster and some of the figures from before. Why is it that those aren't available stateside?
5: So that wave in particular was all figures that had already come out in the U.S. So they're not, it wasn't intended. It was intended for our our, uh, new markets, our international markets, where the collector fan bases aren't as established as here in the U.S. So um, we don't have plans to necessarily bring to make that mainline available in the U.S., but by the same token, they're not getting any figures that the U.S. hasn't already gotten, and they're getting them a year or more after. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you look at... uh, all the Civil War figures for this year, everyone everyone was available now, so you, would, you could get them here.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people were seeking out those because of the repainted Hulkbuster that they thought looked a lot better than the one that originally came here, and they would have rebought those figures just to get the deeper red on the Hulkbuster.
4: Yeah, the deeper red on the Hulkbuster came because um, when we actually saw the movie, uh, we had already you know wrapped up all of our efforts on Hulkbuster, and then we saw the movie and we realized how much deeper it actually was appearing on screen than what we had anticipated in reference, so we were hoping to do a running change uh, to our mainline run. I think just because of the volumes of the production, it didn't go in into effect until the international wave.
2: And then there's also a recent four-pack that's only been found overseas. Is
4: that going to be coming to the States? With Falcon, I believe. Yes, that's the one. Um, uh, it's a it's a four pack.
5: Yeah, so that one actually, the Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier are Walmart exclusives singles, mm-hmm. and then you've got I believe it's Cap and Iron Man too, I think so. which That's are right. yeah. So all of those are just available uh, mainline. So that was a special four pack for overseas. I don't think there was changes. There was some confusion over how the wings were packed out in that four pack. Some people were saying are the wings different? They were actually just packed out. Uh, separately.
2: I thought they said there was a slightly different Falcon accessory in the four pack that, you know, people were trying to decide, you know, is it worth buying four figures for the modified accessory?
4: None of that was planned. Okay. If it had happened, I didn't catch it, but I don't believe that's the case.
2: So are these kind of international exclusives going to be continuing going forward then?
5: Well, I mean, we we can't comment specifically on what's coming out, but Yeah, like if it, if it continues to do well internationally and the the international markets pick up on it, we'll continue it. But again, they're not. It's just figures that you guys aren't missing out. Is the point? Mm-hmm. Of try, apart from that change that they made to the Hulkbuster uh, paint, which was due to that reference and timing, you know, you guys are getting everything first here in the states. So. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's hard to complain because I know internationally there are a lot of difficulties getting the exclusives like the Walmart exclusives and the Walgreens exclusives. I hear a lot of feedback that people overseas have trouble finding. So
4: Yeah, it's just, it's their chance to get some toy love, you know. <laughs> you all you US greedy people, come on, man, share the love with the world. <laughs>
2: Now, another question was about the accessories that have been coming with the Legends lately. A lot of the 6-inch the specifically, the paint apps either have been not much, if at all, and a lot of uh, bendability to the plastic. Is there a chance of those getting a little bit uh, more high-quality? going forward.
4: Um, do you have anything in particular you guys are you're commenting on?
2: Uh, the recent Punisher had some pretty lackluster uh, Deco guns, no actually Cable was possibly the worst with just the green guns that he came with and mine were at least kind of U-shaped coming out of the package.
4: Okay, um, uh, I think the, the guns uh, for Cable were just old uh, weaponry that we had laying around and it was just redecoed for him. Um, I think there, you know, sometimes it's, it's a balance between the softness of the blasters versus the, the rigidity of the hands to make sure that they fit well, um, which does sometimes when the weapons are uh, PVC, which those old weapons were, you do get a little bit more warping. A lot of our weaponry that we're doing nowadays is more uh, polypro-based, like uh, uh, Shatterstar's swords are very, uh, they're polypro, so they're very rigid, in which will look great. You won't have any of that uh, warping, same way with uh, Wolverine's claws. You know, because in the past, some of these old figures had really like banana (laughs) claws, which, you know, doesn't work for Wolverine. So, you know, we're actually working hard to fix a lot of that stuff. Um, Right. As far as Deco goes on the the accessories and stuff, um, that's kind of a hit or miss. You know, it depends if there's something that warrants the the Deco to go on to it um, versus, you know, what we can afford to put across all of the figures in the lines.
0: Plus, it also kind of correlates uh, with the Deco on the figure that it comes with, like that cable. That we're referencing has tons of paint ops on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where do you want those paint ops? Do you want it on the gun that you've already got before that now is just green, or do you want like the all that detail on the cable figure all represented the way it should be?
2: Oh, the figure you knocked it out of the park on. Just you know, I I. should have started with kudos on how well everything's been going i talked to dwight last night about hitting so many waves so quickly in a row and the figures are just outstanding and you the paint apps on the figures have greatly improved too we've been noticing you know uh, the recent X-Men wave didn't have any of the bleed-through that, like, the Toys R Us pack had originally. So I do want to compliment you on that. That is very well done. Unless you just think I'm sitting here, oh, there's a problem with this, there's a problem with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate
4: that. No, you come here to ask the hard questions. The, the the happy questions are the easy ones. So you know.
2: Looking at a couple of the other scales, the Legends 12-inch is the newest one out. You've got the three figures. Is that? Doing well, and are you looking at adding some more figures there uh, going forward?
5: Yeah, so they're just rolling out uh, now, and they're avail- they've been available online. The reception has been great so far, and if it continues to be, we'll definitely continue to to grow the scale. As we, you know, in 2016, we took Legends as an umbrella branding uh, to stand for that collector segment across all figures, and now premium role play. So 12 mm-hmm. inches is a, is a big part of that, and we hope to continue uh, coming out with really cool figures, like the three launching this year.
2: And Deadpool's coming out next year, right? Yeah, Yeah. we announced
5: Deadpool and had him at San Diego, so he will be coming out in 2017, and more news uh, on him and others, potentially, uh, at New York Toy Fair.
2: And what about the three and three quarter inch line? You guys are still putting those out. The comic packs are really nice. Last night you had the Guardians packs out. What is kind of your strategy going forward with character selection in the three and three quarter inch? Because with the six inch, they're hitting so fast and you've got them, you know, kind of grouped by wave, especially when the movies come out. You had the X-Men wave. The three and three quarters seem a little bit more scattershot. And I know that a lot of people who asked questions were saying, you know, we want more Spider-Man villains or we want more X-Men characters and things and just trying to get a bead on how you're picking what's coming out there.
4: I think the three and a quarter inch uh, line is a little bit different than the um, the Legend six inch, where the six inch all now launch corresponding to an actual film event. The uh, three and a quarter inch does not, so it's still more of a variety bag of characters from all the different uh, universes which is, you know, um, good and bad. You know, you're getting a lot of different variety, but it's very hard for us to say you're getting a spider-centric this or an X-centric that because it's just kind of a mix of uh, different heroes and villains of all different uh, piled together. The, you know, the only piece that you're kind of missing in 3 and the inch right now is uh, MCU-based characters, mm-hmm. um, but we did have uh, a couple of those come out this year. with uh, We had a new Black Panther figure uh, Agent 13, and I think we're still looking at ways of bringing more of those things uh, into that scale going forward as well.
5: Yeah, we did Cap and Falcon as well uh, from Civil War and throughout the quarter this year. So.
2: And people did enjoy the Cap with motorcycle. They're wondering if there's a chance of that line going forward, especially with Ghost Rider now on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., getting like a Ghost Rider motorcycle or something there. Are you still doing little vehicles like that for next year? Not specifics, just in general, is that skew going to continue?
5: yeah, we'll look at it um across different different scales, potentially um, you know not gonna commit to anything at <laughs> this point, but um stay tuned
2: and yeah, with the three and three quarter inch you guys did used to have quite a broad spectrum. you did the movie lines, you did vehicles and such like that with that how much are you looking at bringing in perhaps some of the canceled plans that were for, you know, back when it was the Marvel Universe line and some of the figures that never quite made it out or didn't make it out very well, any carry-forwards? I know a lot of people are still hunting for that, you know, very original vision, and you came out with a new one this year. People are still kind of hoping, holding out hope that some of the old ones maybe get carry-forwards.
4: You you, you can, uh, you know... um keep hope that some of that stuff will happen because we are always looking at, uh, carry forward options and we're always trying to find those, um, those rare ones or the ones that people still want to get. So, um, we're aware that some of them haven't made it out. We've seen some of them trickle out over the last year or so, and we're still trying to, whenever we have a spot available to find a home for them. As far as the, the old, like the, the old vision, um, more un- more unlikely that you would see those again when we have, uh, some of the better bodies or different bodies you know um, I don't remember I mean, we've done a couple of different visions so I don't know exactly mm-hmm. which one we're talking about it whether it's the very original one which was a little bit shorter or then this the later version one which was uh, I think had more articulation and, and a little bit leaner and taller um.
0: and the designer on the brand has been kind of picking and choosing some things like the Guardians he kind of re- reintroduced those uh, Star-Lord, Drax, he single-packed those so he's been taking these uh, figures and kind of giving them a second life Uh, in the newer lines so he's trying to broaden that and take some of those figures and bring them forward
2: Alright great well thank you so much for your time again great work did love the Civil War 3 and 3 quarter inch figures and again the legends I just you guys are spoiling us with how great and how many have come out recently so thank you again Sure thing, thank Thank you you. Thanks to everyone at Hasbro and again I really want to make this clear I am loving the stuff they're doing with Marvel (laughs) Legends and I I only have like 10 minutes for those interviews. I think I might have run a little long on that one. But I wanted to get to the meat of the questions and not start off by, <laughs> pardon my French, but kissing their ass. I do not want to sit down and go, my God, you guys are so awesome. And now let me throw some softballs at you. You know, I just, I got in there with my questions and your questions. i had been asking on Facebook and Twitter and the show what questions you wanted. I dug in. But if you listen to the show week in, week out, you got to know, we love what they're doing with the Marvel Legends mm-hmm. line. We wish the three and three quarter inch line would get a little bit more love. But the Marvel Legends, every time I've opened those boxes, great. So I don't want there to be anything where they where I come off like a whiny fanboy. Oh, my toys aren't good mm-hmm. enough. If, if you're upset about your toys, you got to find a hobby that makes you happy. And mm-hmm. Marvel Legends make me very Yeah, they
1: do make you happy, yes.
2: You know what else makes me happy? It's hard to tell. Mezco.
1: Mezco, yes, is making a lot of people happy with their 112 series now.
2: Yeah, and they had 12 on display, of which I have one. Oh. Is this <laughs> a problem? most of them haven't shipped yet. Oh, okay. I have ordered all of them. I haven't even gotten my San Diego Comic-Con Captain America yet. I got a ship notice the day we flew to New York for this convention. Yeah. About the last convention. But they had him on display here in a really nice tin. They just put up for pre-order before we came that red skull that we're seeing here in the mm. black coat.
1: The red skull is awesome. He is just tremendous. And, yeah, I hope you pick him up.
2: I haven't ordered yet. Okay. I plan on it. I like the green outfit red skull they showed off here. Like, first appearance red skull. I like. thought he
1: looked like Mr. Roper. I didn't care for it. <laughs> it was just, the, it's like a green leisure suit, a jumpsuit. Well, that's know. why he doesn't
2: wear that outfit today. It's not a modern <laughs> costume. This is a classic costume.
1: Wait, 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 was Mr. Roper in style at one point?
2: Yeah, I think uh. he was. I, I think that was the swing in 70s there. <laughs> that's why all the scarves. Mm. Yeah. But they had an awesome display. I just spent so much time there looking at their figures and even getting a wandering eye for a couple other lines. I think they are getting to be right up there with yards for me mm-hmm. it's just really awesome high-end figures also at the con Funko yes we didn't get anywhere near them no
1: that line is still going on they did a lottery system like they did at San Diego which was fantastic however there appears to be some sort of snafu where people just didn't bother reading that they had to get a line and there's a lot of angry people (laughs) that they didn't get a ticket they didn't know they were going to get a ticket it's it's kind of vicious down there and i kind of stayed away from that booth and got far away from it
2: we can see it from where we're sitting up here and it's six o'clock at night on saturday the floor closes in an hour the line is still going and the shelves look like old mother hubbard's cupboard
1: yeah they're pretty bare it's pretty barren down there but a lot of the stuff you can buy online for shared exclusives if they haven't been up yet they will be some of them are already come and gone i know the hottest thing here which is not even marvel related whatsoever was the golden girls reaction figures those are like the number one funko item
2: betty white needs to get in a marvel movie somewhere she does then, maybe
1: she can be like stanley's little chippy or something i don't know
2: or yeah winter soldier's girlfriend who we saw take to the yeah. fair in yeah. modern day
1: he goes back and visits her yeah yeah but totally.
2: I was able to pick up all of the exclusives thanks to boxlunch.com. Ah. And gamestop.com.
1: Boxlunch is a division of ThinkGeek and Hot Topic and all that stuff too. Or Hot Topic. Think Boxlunch is Hot Topic and ThinkGeek right. is GameStop.
2: And Hot Topic had some of the exclusives but not the ones I was looking for. <laughs> and fye.com got in the Juggernauts and one of the Pops. But you could also go to the FYE booths on the floor and pick them
1: up and not even have to stand in line. It was, like, the best hidden secret of the convention. I yeah. just walked right up and got my super adorable Juggernaut Dorbs because he is, like, cuddly. And, God, I hope to make a bigger one of him. He's so cute.
2: The only thing we haven't been able to get is the 6-inch Thanos. I got to head to yeah. eBay for that. That was not offered anywhere else. But FYE here had the Chef Deadpool, too. So.
1: Yeah, and I managed to pick one of those up for Justin as well because there was no limit on one I could buy there either. So that was kind of handy.
2: Going across the floor, we also stopped by Diamond Select Toys, <laughs> and we have an interview here with Zach. They're showing off some new Mini Mates at Walgreens, but I haven't Walgreens. found the last Mini Mates <laughs> at Walgreens. So I asked Zach about that and a few other things, and he kind of walked us through the new toys they had on display. We're here at the Diamond Select Toys booth with Zach Oat, New York Comic Con 2016. Hello, sir. How are
6: you? Good to see you again.
2: Good seeing you. And a lot of new stuff on display here. I mean, it hasn't been that long since San Diego, but you've got some new stuff out.
6: There are, you know, it's a few things, a few things. There's a lot of the same stuff as San Diego, but there are a couple items that are, are I think, pretty exciting uh, that we have here for the first time. Um, the, uh, new, one of the, new, we, the Marvel galleries we've previously shown, um, this is a new version of Medusa. We added a... Um, a mesh uh, coloration to her, um, her torso. Um, is
2: that going to be a variant, or is that just the... No, the that's
6: that's going to be how it's going to be. Originally it was bare, but we're going to have the, add that extra costume detail. Uh, I think it looks pretty cool. Um, uh, Hulk and Spider-Man are, are upcoming. I think we've seen package samples of both of those. Doctor Strange and Jewel are a little bit farther off, and Medusa's probably the farthest at this point. Um, Is that a
2: final production Spider Man?
6: Those are production samples of Spider Man and Hulk. That's what they're going to look like uh, in the store. So um, I think they came out pretty great.
2: Yeah, I always wondered how Spider Man was going to balance on that, and it looks really well done.
6: Well, yeah, you know, there's uh, extra support in there just to make sure, but it's, um, you know, it's a very, it's PVC, but it's a very rigid PVC. Uh, we've got uh, the Minimates. We've shown the Doctor Strange Minimates before for the movie, um, and these Netflix, Jessica Jones and Daredevil Minimates. This is actually two different box sets here. The Daredevil Series 1 is in the back, and Series 2 is in the front. Uh, series 2 we just showed for the first time not too long ago, but Series 1 and uh, Jessica Jones will be coming out within the month. Uh, we have the package samples here. Um, Doctor Strange movie figure is going to be coming out uh, hopefully around the time of the movie, and uh, uh, the Destroyer with the Odin head is going to be coming out later on this year.
2: And the Doctor Strange movie figure is different than the di- uh, the... One with the mask at the Disney Store, that's the comic-based version.
6: Yes, yes, he's completely 100% different from the comic-based figure. The Disney Store is a a redo of one we did earlier uh, that comes with an extra head. Uh, This one is a complete new sculpt uh, with a new base for the Sanctum Sanctorum and uh, interchangeable hands to do spells and things like that.
2: Love that backdrop, absolutely.
6: I love it too, it's one of my favorites.
2: And then the Destroyer here with the Odin head, it's our first time seeing him kind of unmasked.
6: Yes, this is actually a production sample. That's how he's going to look. And this is the first time we've actually put the head on the body and, and, and put it on display somewhere. So I, I, was, I, I was excited to be able to pull the head off for the first time and, and, and do that because I've been handling resin prototypes until now. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's going to be uh, pretty cool. He doesn't come with any bases or anything because he's so huge, but, uh, but he's, um, he's, I, I think he's going to be very popular when he hits.
2: Does the neck articulation work with that hair and back like that?
6: Uh, it's probably a little bit more limited for Odin's head than it is for the Destroyer head, but there is definitely neck articulation, a ball and peg system.
2: And then coming over to the MiniMates, we got the Walgreens exclusive Series Three here. But I was talking to you a little bit beforehand. Most people I've talked to, in fact, every single person I've talked to hasn't even seen Series Two Point
3: Five yet.
6: Uh, I've been seeing uh, on the MiniMate Multiverse website the, the forums a lot of people are seeing Two Point Five pop up, like even now. So it's still rolling out to stores. Uh, the way it gets stocked is, you know, when there's when there's room in their inventory, they bring more in. So. Series 2.5 is still trickling out to stores here and there, dribs and drabs. Hopefully it'll it'll start coming a little bit more heavy. Um, and then Series 3 is going to be obviously a little bit after that. Uh, it hasn't quite hit yet. The one with Squirrel Girl, that was a fan-requested one that uh, the Walgreens put to the fan, said, who do you want to see? And, and I think Squirrel Girl and Man-Thing won. So Man-Thing is getting out to stores now, and then Squirrel Girl will be in Series 3, and then we're showing Series 4 here for the first time with a couple more um, never-before-made um, Squadron Supreme members, Dr. Spectrum. And uh, Speed Demon, and uh, a couple other characters we've never done in uh, Minimates form. Uh, Ultimate Green Goblin, uh, we might have done him, but um, we have definitely not done the new uh, Scarlet Spider.
2: And then the uh, most wanted Minimates here; those are just uh, Series 69 regular release.
6: Yes, those will be everywhere—comic uh, shops, specialty stores, not Toys R Us or Walgreens, but everywhere else. And uh, this is one that was based on other more fan requests from on, from the website and from online. Uh, so a lot of characters that people have been asking for for years we've never gotten around to um, plus Falcon who uh, we've never done his classic costume before.
2: Very cool and yeah just a great lineup here the Minimates I've been just I've gotten so deep into anymore and it was uh, the exclusive waves and the Marvel Cinematic Universe waves that kind of pulled me in and now I just I've picked up so many of those and definitely uh Classic Falcon and Blizzard and Mandroid, there are some that I have to
6: have. Yeah, no, the Series 69 came out great. And the next cinematic wave is going to be uh, Series 70. Uh, well, 70 will be Doctor Strange, but then after that's going to be 71 for Guardians of the Galaxy. Of two.
2: Very cool. Anything like, is Luke Cage in people's
6: mind? Uh, I don't know if we have officially confirmed this in public yet, but we are definitely going to look at Luke Cage for a Minimates box set, yes. Cool. Cool. All right. Although, although he does appear in the Jessica Jones set as well, the way he appeared in that series. All
2: right. Well, Zach, thank you very much for your time. Again, always cool stuff. No, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks again to Zach. I got to say, I was a little disappointed. No retro figures on display here. That and line's kind of slowing down. I, I do
1: like those, but again, what can they do?
2: They can do a lot. They told us in San Diego more would be coming, though. And that Doctor Strange movie figure, though, I love the backdrop of it. I mean, the figure looks great, but that backdrop is astounding.
1: Here's the thing about Doctor Strange is he has a lot of great colors in his outfit, and that and that backdrop is really great and lends itself to that.
2: We also went by FX Collectibles, and they didn't have a oh. whole lot new on display. FX, they're killing me. But... I have a few sets of their Agent Coulson trading cards. I got it right when it first came out. I thought that was the coolest thing. It's a prop replica. It only costs like $16. Mm-hmm. And then I picked it up again because it came in a much nicer <laughs> box. And then I picked it up again because they made the cards of a better quality and got a much better printing process. And then? Looks like I'm picking up set number four. And Why? Chris Evans Yay! Signature Edition. Now, we may have had a little bit of information on this that it was going to happen, but we didn't know when. Looks like it's happening next yes. month.
1: That's exciting.
2: Yeah, that was that's going to be cool where they sign the card. It may get a little bit delayed, but if it does, it's going to be for a cool reason.
1: Now, they also had a nice new little mini shield replica that I was drooling over there, and it's a gold one. So I asked Brian how I could get that, and apparently they're coming one gold into a case when it goes to retailers, and they're going to be blind boxed.
2: Here's the thing about this. If you guys have followed us on Star Wars Action News, where we've done that for 11 years, when we first started, <laughs> Master Replicas was doing scaled sabers. And if you mm-hmm. follow us, you know Brian Ono was with Master Replicas and doing a lot of this at the time. And they started doing the chase gold sabers, where one in so many... You'd open it up, it just happened to be gold. Well, with the Captain America shield now, they're doing that too. Now, keep in mind, there's two Captain America scaled shields, and they're about five inches in size. One of them is the Avengers shield, the other is the Civil War shield. So, they're slightly different paint decos. The Civil War shield is convention exclusive. Get it at San Diego, get it here. The Avengers shield is available online. Go to Entertainment Earth, please use the link from our site, and you can pick that up. It's shipping. But now, future cases <laughs> that ship will have a 1 in 12 gold shield. And Brian said, you know, retailers, if they feel like opening every single shield, oh. if they find the gold one and then charge more for it, they can do that. You yeah. can't stop them from doing that. Or places like Amazon may order cases and you just don't know what you're going to get. I'm saying Amazon because I just don't think Amazon's going to have their people no, it's not spend their time opened. to opening them up. No so those should be shipping later on and man marjorie you just want to order a case
1: i did i just immediately to brian i'm like all right can you put me down for a case and he laughed hysterically at me but he has
2: a great laugh too <laughs> he
1: does have a fantastic <laughs> laugh but uh we'll get it one way or another right
2: one way ebay whatever it yeah takes. whatever it takes They also had on display, though, more scaled replicas. There's so many great full-size replicas, and I wish that they, you know, get... I understand, the Captain America shield took years for them to get the process right. They're very exacting. They have to go back and forth with the Chinese manufacturers so often to get the right finishes. But man, I want that full-size Loki scepter. I want the orb from Guardians. I want some more helmets. But it looks like they're going to be doing some more scaled stuff. And if they can get it out, that's great. Good mm-hmm. price point. They had a die cast Loki Scepter that was five or six inches long. Really hefty. And it has a light-up uh, jewel with a little battery. Nice.
1: Well, you have to imagine, though, the further you go up in the high-end collectibles, the less your market's going to be. And those things are expensive to produce because they do put a lot of work into them. I mean, there is not another prop company since or probably ever will be that puts as much effort and detail and work and research into what brian does at fx
2: and then there also had a resin model of a core like 0.45 scale meolnir and they didn't <laughs> have a whole lot of detail on that and i mean both about the product yeah. and in the resin it looked kind of 3d printed maybe yeah but the winner of the con as far as marvel goes and this is not to put down anybody else but There's only one booth where I wanted to start putting dollars in the slots underneath, (laughs) because they're going to get all my money anyway. That's the Sideshow booth.
1: Oh, yes. That Carnage and Venom statue, right?
2: So here's that segment right from the Sideshow booth, looking at them, and a couple new hot toys and 12-inch figures. We're here at the Sideshow booth at New York Comic Con, and it's a small booth they don't have a lot but what they lack in quantity they make up for in oh my god that's freaking awesome
1: (laughs) yeah i mean that is really cool with all the stuff coming off of them great pose it's the black stuff's nice and shiny
2: oh god the carnage and venom please stop Stop making such cool stuff. You already get a paycheck signed over to you on the flex pay, But I must, I must, must have both of these. First of all, this Venom, the other two Venoms they've done, a Spider-Man 3 Venom and a comic-style Venom, I have them. They have really appreciated in value on the secondary market. This is a way to get Venom back out there. But look at the gnarliness. It's not a smooth Venom. That is a craggly... Like, the surface of the moon is his skin, Venom, and his toes. Look at the toes.
1: The toes are amazing. The claws on them. He's got that nice base, too. What's that? I don't think I know what that is.
2: That would be the year Venom premiered. That is Roman numerals for 1988.
1: Okay, I didn't know he was so young, but good.
2: Spider-Man 300 or 298 if you want to count, like, his hand.
1: (laughs) But it's a great base, though. And I like how his back legs are off of everything.
2: I'm, as always, ever since Gwen Stacy, a little worried about stability. Tower of Gwen Stacy. But this looks a lot more balanced than that Spider-Man that they did.
1: Yeah, it does, it does, it does.
2: And then, if they just had Venom, I could probably handle it but Carnage, the high-gloss symbiote just pulling off of him, the tendrils everywhere, and yet they look so thick. Yeah, they'll break, but I'm not worried about them breaking the moment I open this box.
1: Okay, I'm glad that you got that out of the bag because that's the first thing I thought it was like, oh, my God, those are going to get snapped off.
2: The fingers I would be a little more worried about, but it's a high-end collectible. You don't take it and play rock'em sock'em with them.
1: I don't know why not. You can make them fight, and boom, 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 and have broken pieces.
2: I would expect five hundred to five fifty a piece on those.
1: Easily, I think that's a fair assessment of what those are going to cost.
2: Look at Carnage though—the sinews in him, like it looks almost like a skinless man with the texture they put on. it.
1: Like the bodies exhibit.
2: Yeah, that's what he looks like. You've outdone yourself, sideshow. But there's one where you didn't. On this side of the booth, Hot Toys Daredevil. It went up for pre-order a couple weeks ago. This is the first time it's being shown. It looks incredible with that likeness and the outfit, the dark red.
1: It is. It's very nice. It looks like it's leathery, like it is in the TV show. And then the movie. It looks I think it looks really good. Nice dark color.
2: And on the other side, they have the sideshow twelve inch daredevil.
1: Yeah, it's a daredevil.
2: I would equate it to if I went to Ruby's and bought an Iron Man costume and then got into a competition with somebody with a fully robotic metal Hulkbuster outfit.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the difference between Paris and, you know, Sheboygan.
2: Paris, France. Paris, Texas.
1: Perfect, yes.
2: They also have the Sub-Zero Iron Man here looking amazing. So not a lot here, but, man, man. I just, I hear the sound of money flying out of my wallet when I look at this stuff, and if you'll excuse me now, I have to lick the glass. Now, a lot of other booths were here selling Marvel wares. That jewelry booth had that exclusive two-fifths scale Eye of Agamotto from Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah, that was $400. Oh! Oh my God! That was a physical
2: convulsion.
1: It was, <laughs> dear Lord, that was four hundred dollars. I mean, I know a thing or two about jewelry. I'm a girl, but come on, it's gold. Yeah, but I think you got the best I have, Agamotto.
2: From Hasbro's. From Marvel. I picked up the medal. Oh, yeah, they had it at the Marvel booth Yeah, they had the it, exclusive. a medal,
1: so it was a like a like a run medal, like for a marathon, yeah. on a ribbon, that says Doctor Strange.
2: You also got me a shirt, but it was of the Sanctum Santorum window. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of gold... Yes. You got a pen. Now, not a gold <gasps> pen, but from a company that's known for gold Can pens. Can I grab my pen real quick?
1: I got... A cross
2: Captain America pen. Now, cross, if you don't know them, they were kind of a staple in my house growing up. My father had a gold cross pen and pencil set. My godfather had a gold cross pen and pencil set. My sisters all got them for graduation. So I just thought that was like the thing adults had. And when I graduated from high school, I got a gold set. And then I found out they were really cheap. Like at one point, That an- wasn't cheap in cop well not like i thought they were hundreds and hundreds of dollars okay turns out they got me the cheapest like plated 14 carat (laughs) pens that when i thought i could melt them down and have some real money it didn't quite what yeah but But
1: anyway i bought this pen it was 45 dollars but i know what you're thinking marjorie that's 45 dollars and what a quarter of a hot toy
2: yeah, a quarter of a perhaps yeah. Doctor Strange human but, regular soft goods hot toy.
1: Until you write with it. And I'm not kidding. You write with it. It writes so sm- smooth. It writes like a gel pen. It's but just it, right. Yes, it's just right. It doesn't smear. doesn't. You tried smearing it. I was writing and you were smearing <laughs> after me. And it didn't smear. It writes beautifully. And it's Captain America. Now, that is the basic level. They also have a really nice gift box one that was like $145. Yeah,
2: about. 145. And you wanted to buy it. You were... I did,
1: but all they had left was the one that people had been touching all weekend. So I said screw it.
2: I think it was actually closer to 100. There was the was it? Okay. There was the 50 basically. There was the 100 and they had these in Iron Man red, mm-hmm. Captain America blue, and my favorite was the Spider-Man just because it was both red and blue.
1: But it wasn't just the colors, it had designs on it too and Deco.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's mostly a single color, like the one you showed off here. Yeah. Here's the thing. The $45 one, it has the cross pen quality, and these are reusable pens. You can buy refills well, they're for all, them. Well, all
1: pens are reusable until they run out, Arnie, but it's refillable.
2: Yes. <laughs> I feel like they're doing a little bit of foolery here, because they're... The $100 pens were really attractive. They were. High gloss, rich color. Yeah. The $45 ones looked good, but they kind of looked more plasticky in color and everything. And here's the thing. I are making fun of my purchase. No, I'm just thinking Cross could make any pen any color they want. They chose to make the $100 pens a better color because it costs more. And so when you yeah. have something next to it, it has to look not quite as good because if they use the exact same rich colors, why would you buy the hundred and some odd pen instead of the $50 pen?
1: It was a different deco, first of all. Yes. And it came in a nicer gift box that you opened up and had a picture of the character. Mm-hmm. And then they also had that same pen in a journal set that you could get. That, that
2: was, I think, 145.
1: What? No, that was like 400, wasn't it? No. Okay. That's
2: the other pen.
1: Okay. Well, it had a nice journal. They had a nice Captain America pen with it, but it was just a generic Marvel journal. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need that. So.
2: I found some awesome moleskin journals. Yes, just you in did. the subway here. And I'm not well, like, not I'm... in
1: the subway. You found them at the moleskin store in Grand Central. Yes. You weren't like finding crap in the subway.
2: <laughs> and also, speaking of gold. Beast Kingdom was here, and if I hadn't gotten that Gold Hulkbuster in San Diego and it had eaten at me instead of the reverse where I bought it. And then it, the fact that I spent that much money is eaten at me.
1: Well, a lot of the companies have shared exclusives with San Diego that come here. Hallmark. Hallmark does. Although uh, Joe, friend of ours, was able to walk right up to Hallmark yesterday morning when he, as soon as he got in and bought the ornament. No line.
2: Hallmark has some great stuff oh, coming man. for Marvel, though. They're getting into some more itty bitties Mm -hmm. and now they're finally getting into the giftware stuff with marvel yeah
1: and it's pretty too there's some neat stuff
2: yeah there were some really cool items there i'm really
1: hoping that they take some of the marvel stuff and do like the treatment to it like they with star wars because for star wars this year they've got for christmas coming out like a candy dish which Mm -hmm. i think is really cool and some cups and i think that would be really awesome to do for marvel too
2: yeah they're doing a Fans can share their Marvel trees and their Star Wars Mm -hmm. trees, and they may put together a video of those. So stay tuned for more information about that. Also here is Bluefin Distribution, and they have another exclusive re-edit Iron Man figure. Now, if you remember at San Diego Comic-Con, they had the exclusive Iron Patriot. Had to have that. Of course you did. They had a Hulk Buster at their booth, and it was three hundred, and I thought that was pretty good, so I picked that one up at Comic Con too.
1: Okay, so what you're telling me is you're missing this one because you've been on the fence with it, and that we're probably gonna walk home with it.
2: Problem is, it was two hundred and ten dollars. I'm like, I paid a little over three hundred for a Hulk Buster. Why <laughs> is this two hundred and ten dollars? I Iron Patriot wasn't two hundred and ten dollars. It's the tooling. It's tooling. You've covered the shows enough to just be able to throw that out. It had extra tooling. How, how often do we ask Hasbro, why does it cost so much? Oh, it's the tooling. So now it's you're extra just, tooling. You're stealing yeah, it. Yeah, I am. I stole Hasbro's thunder. But I have not bought it yet. We're coming back tomorrow morning. <laughs> you know what we'll the W see. stands for? We'll see. Kotobukiya had a oh, wonderful display here They at the
1: always con. do, though. They always have a really great booth, and their booth is always kind of... It's got very clean lines, and it's very well organized, and then they also do some just amazing, like, bonkers displays, I think. Like, they have those magnetic feet stormtroopers, and they always just, like, line them up in this perfect line, and it's a whole, like, herd of them, and it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, here they had a stormtrooper display from Rogue One. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a whole lot of space devoted to Marvel
1: no well it's a kind of an off year right now i mean they got dr yeah, strange coming out a
2: civil war
1: yeah but they don't really do the movie stuff like that they, no. d- they dig deep in the comics so. they did
2: have the captain america versus iron man artifacts plus mm-hmm. set from civil war on display here but they had a quite a bit else and dan as always was really generous with his time and walked us through it so we'll go to that and we're at the Kotobukiya booth, New York Comic-Con, at their Marvel display with Dan Luan. Hello.
3: Hey, Arnie. Nice to see you again.
2: And, wow, you've got a lot of new stuff on display here that uh, I hadn't seen before, either painted or seeing some sculpts for the first time.
3: Yeah, we've got two packed cases here of brand-new Marvel stuff. Uh, some of them are updates, and some of them are uh, brand-new reveals. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. A lot of A lot of positive feedback on what people are seeing here.
2: The Bishojo line seems to be going really strong. It's had a you know a slowdown for a period where there was maybe one to a year, but now you're coming out with so many. The Lady Deadpool is shipping the Spider-Gwen. I just got my shipping notice, and apparently that's real popular. That's sold out here at the con?
3: Yes, yes. We didn't have all that many cases to bring because our pre-orders were pretty pretty strong at that, so what we did bring here to the show sold out in one day, basically. Wow,
2: and that's faster than your exclusive Harley Quinn.
3: Well, yeah, we, had a, we have a few more Harley Quinn than, than Spider-Gwen, but, but both characters are equally popular, yes. And then the
2: Thor here, the Jane Foster Thor, there's a little picture right here that we'll have to insert, but you have an, a picture of the unmasked portrait.
3: Yeah, and, and, and you're familiar with a bashojo line. Whenever we can, we like to add maybe an additional portrait, a head of some type. Even with uh, Spider-Gwen, you'll get the unmasked head. So uh, that's what we did with Thor, and uh, yeah, you'll get that Jane Foster portrait. And then we've got
2: the uh, sculpt here for Loki, and that is looking really detailed. That cape is just, the amount of detail is incredible.
3: Yeah, that, that, and that tends, you, uh, when you see something painted in, like, the gray primer paint, it really you can tell those details and, and uh, uh, everything. So this is just an early factory uh, sample. We're just uh, testing out the tooling uh, for her but I think it's coming along really well and then the reveal here is the sculpt of Squirrel Girl yes. first time we're showing the the, the the sculpt of Squirrel Girl we showed the illustration at San Diego Comic-Con uh, but here's the sculpt for the first time uh, coming together really well not sure what the base will be at this point so uh, I don't know if it'll have any sculpted elements to it maybe it'll be a round disc of some type with some type of printed a graphic uh, something like what we did with Spider Gwen so yeah We'd love to hear your feedback, too. So if if your fans uh, have any feedback, uh, let us know. You know, we want to hear what you'd like to see with with these type of bases. I'll tell you
2: personally, I really like the sculpted bases like you did with Thor and Loki there. The discs, they're usually pretty good. I like the slant on the Spider-Gwen because it defies a little bit of gravity. Uh, Lady Deadpool, you know, it works well because it's got the Deadpool logo. But it's just a little less exciting. Uh, Same with... you know, certain other ones where it's the more clear base, it's a little less than if it adds something with the environment.
3: Yeah, I think the preference would always be to go with a sculpted base of some type, but we also have to keep in mind cost. Whenever we do those sculpted bases, the cost will tend to go up a little bit. So we're always trying to find a nice, happy medium where we can provide something that is appropriate for the character, works well with the sculpt, but doesn't jack up the price to a point where it just you know kind of scares consumers off
2: and yeah you saying that made me notice the Thor and Loki are 90 and the Spider-Gwen's 80 and
3: yeah I mean again and everyone's heard this costs are rising in China to keep the quality that people have expected for the past four years we need to raise our cost a little bit but I still think within you know uh, in terms of collectibles of this type it's still a fairly reasonable price point.
2: Oh, I, I would agree, and I've actually advocated on both our shows for a long time that when it comes to value for detail, it doesn't get better than your Artifacts Plus line. Oh, and I think the three Spider-Man figures you have on display here kind of reflect that.
3: Yeah, and, and this is this is the line that we're going to be uh, releasing after the X-Men, sculpted by the same uh, talented artist that worked on X-Men, uh, Abisan. Uh, And we've enlisted the help of Stefano Casali to do the artwork for that. So Spider-Man will be arriving hopefully by December of this year. After that will be the Ultimate Spider-Man and then Spider-Gwen. After Spider-Gwen will be uh, Agent Venom. And I believe after Agent Venom will be Spider-Man 2099, followed by Carnage, and then finally Venom. And that's a first, I haven't told that to anyone.
2: Oh, thank you for that news,
3: and that is really cool. Of course, you released the art, so we knew Venom was coming, but it's good to know he's coming soon. Yeah, but I, we, I've seen a lot of comments on the forums, hey, when's Venom coming out, when's Carnage coming out? So I just talked to our develop, uh, our plan, our product planner from Japan, and that's the schedule he told me. Of course, that could change, so don't hold me to it, but I, I believe that's how they're going to come out, and we're we're aiming for everything to be out by next year.
2: Are you looking at, because with the X-Men, you did some paint variants. You did white and black Magneto. You did uh, white and black Emma Frost. Are you looking at doing any kind of paint variant exclusives in the Spider-Man line?
3: I think that option is there. Uh, again, with the paint vari- variants, it's it's better to align it when the uh, the production of the regular ones taking place too. So I haven't heard anything about any paint variants being planned, but those could pop up because, like, actually, the white Emma Frost. Came That paint variant came up after the production was done with the normal of Emma Frost, I believe. I may be, may be mistaken on that, but I believe that one came a little after. Whereas Magneto, I believe those two were done at the same time.
2: Cool. And then here, this was announced not too long ago, put up for pre-order. Your Super Deadpool Artifacts. Not yes. the Artifacts Plus, but the full six-scale Artifacts. What can you tell us about
3: it? And, and this is the first time I've seen this piece physically. I've seen the photos, but physically when you see how dynamic this looks jumping across those beams, uh, I think it's really impressive. And we, we add the super to it uh, kind of just to be playful, but also he comes with so many different accessories. You can have him holding his, the, the katanas as you see there. He can be um, holding, uh, uh, he can be doing like the pew-pew fingers. He can, you can put that wig that you see on the bottom on his head. You can have the flag sticking out of the wig if you'd like. Uh, there's just so many different accessories that we're including with this particular statue, so it's really like the ultimate uh, uh, version of Deadpool in that uh, larger ArtFX scale, which we've been hearing a lot of people say we want to see. The, we like what you're doing at Artifacts Plus, but we'd love to see it a little larger. So that's what we're doing here. We're answering that call. And I like that it's a different Deadpool, because you did a
2: few different Deadpools in the Artifacts Plus line, but here we've got a more pouchy Deadpool with a bit more of the black on him, so even though it's a different scale, it's also a distinct Deadpool.
3: And I think when you, when you make a larger scale uh, item, you're able to get more of that detail in there. You can really see the seams, the wrinkles in his outfit, the shadowing around his mask. So I think that's really where this Deadpool excels. Even the pouches, some of them are upside down. So there's just all those little details that may not come through or, or may be missed on a smaller Artifacts Plus uh, scale. What is it he's jumping over? Um, you know, that really hasn't been defined. It could be a factory. It could be a warehouse. some Just some type of, of, of heavy uh, uh, structure of some type. Uh, it's, it's up to you.
2: Okay. I didn't know if I was just missing it, if it was something really obvious.
3: Yeah. And the wig. Talk to me about the wig. Where, how did that come about? That is, just, just came about from one of our product uh, developers. I, um, and just, just to add that, you know, that light... Uh, touch to Deadpool. Obviously, Deadpool, you associate the character with humor. So that's our way of adding that humorous touch to the character. Just like with the RFX Plus, we had the sign with the, the whiteboard. So you could write your own slogans. And we're just trying to add a little extra value uh, for these particular uh, collectibles. If you don't want to display them with the wig, hey, just put it to the side, no problem.
2: Talking about price, that's just amazing statue. It's a huge statue for $150.
3: Yeah, and, and that's really the price point we're, we're, we're looking to hit with the artifacts. Again, if we add lights or sounds, it may go up a little higher. Uh, no lights and sounds in this particular piece. But yeah, $150 for a six scale uh, collectible I think is, is pretty reasonable. And then finally, we've got a
2: first-time look at Vision painted. And might I say, I just love the richness and
3: the green and the yellow on him. Thank you. Yeah, this is the first time we're showing Vision. It just arrived a couple of days ago from the painter. And I think it turned out great. Uh, You can see the slight translucent effect going on as he's facing through the beam. Um, If we were able to turn this statue around, uh, again, Ultron is in the rubble there. So uh, just a lot of details, a lot of story. Uh, to be co- to be told from from this piece, it's 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 almost like a narrative.
2: Yeah, the translucence of the shin there and the foot is something that I only noticed when I got up there. And I, if you're not looking for it, it's so subtle. Yeah. But it adds such a you know versatility to the piece that you have that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would have loved maybe to uh, do an alternate version also where his hand was slightly translucent, or maybe we could have popped that out. Mm-hmm. or... And done that, and, and it might be possible too. I mean, this has not gone into production or anything. We haven't even put this up for pre-order. So again, there, there are there are ways that we can even push this further. But as of now, this is this is where we're, what we're looking at for our vision.
2: Yeah, because I'd love it when you have the interchangeable parts, like with the Thanos with the couple heads there. Yeah, anything like that really just adds so much display rotation ability.
3: Sure, sure. Whenever whenever possible, uh, we like to add that to to these particular line of collectibles. And so what else have you got that you can tease us with that's coming up Marvel-related? Um, again, I will be hosting a panel tomorrow, and it's a dedicated Kotobukiya panel. And I will be announcing the next Marvel Bishojo. I can't tease what, who she is, but I will be making that announcement at the panel. Um, and uh, that's about it. I think we're going to have to wait till New York Toy Fair for more announcements as to what we'll be doing with Artifax Plus. Um, I I did announce at San Diego that the next fine art statue would be Punisher. So hopefully by Toy Fair we can show something for him too. That is great. You guys are just putting out a lot of product. It's uh, fun keeping up. Yeah, it's an exciting time again with the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe and just what's going on in publishing. and uh, We're real excited. We're real excited to be a partner, and we hope our fans uh, feel the same. All right, Dan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Arnie.
2: Thanks to Dan. Now, after that interview, the next day, we actually are recording right after coming out of the Kotobukiya panel, Mm -hmm. where everybody won something but
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) I was one number away from winning something anime.
2: Like three times. Yeah. You almost won me a nice Red Robin statue, and I'm not talking about the burger. But they did reveal what that Bishojo is going to be. And I was on the fence. After we stopped recording, Dan goes, well, it's probably not too hard to guess. It's somebody who's really hot right now, a character with a lot of buzz. And I got thinking. And my first thought was Squirrel Girl, but they're already making her. Mm-hmm. And so my second thought was Ms. Marvel, because I play her a lot in Marvel Puzzle Quest, and she's pretty powerful there. And I know her book's big deal. So but they're like, no, that doesn't make any sense for Bishojo. Captain Marvel. That makes sense for a Bishojo. They've done a lot of Mm -hmm. previous Ms. Marvel ones and there's a Captain Marvel movie coming. No, I was right the first time. It was announced Ms. Marvel. Mm -hmm. How do you do that in a Bishojo line? I'm... They only showed us a silhouette but if I thought that their Spider Gwen Bishojo was conservative, this one's practically Turtleneck? Yeah, I was I mean, this is practically the tea party level of conservatism when it comes to the Bishojo line. I mean, she's an underage Muslim teenager.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't think you really I think they'll probably put the anime eyes on her and that'll you be don't about sex it. it up. Yeah, it'll be like an Artefacts Plus with big eyes. Yeah. That's my guess. Hmm. But I'm still looking forward to see what they're doing with that line. Interestingly, with the DC, they're going to start doing a male version. I don't remember the Japanese term, but it's basically what Bishoujo is with Pretty Woman. They said this was hot, attractive, handsome male. And they're doing a Nightwing in that series. I don't... Would you be collecting that if they did, like, handsome male Winter Soldier? Well,
1: and... um, see, it's a trick question because Captain America and Winter Soldier are already handsome. <laughs> so I don't know what you do to make them more handsome. Not really sure about <laughs> the that. The picture
2: of Nightwing had him basically showing his butt. Like, he was looking over <laughs> and his, his butt was out.
1: Oh, my gosh. If they did them, I'm sure you'd collect them.
2: No, 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 no. The, yes, the, the... you would. We'll see. Little boy's I'm underwear. I'm No. I'm not saying no, but there were some things hinted at at the Code of They weren't ready to confirm anything, but they were asked, you know, what about doing stuff based off the of TV series and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that. Mm-hmm. Their response was they really like the Netflix series, and they're not ready to announce anything yet. But...
1: But, but I'd also like to point out they did announce they were doing Gotham and Arrow and Supergirl stuff. So, you know, it looks like they're open to it, and all signs would point to yes until we get an official announcement.
2: And Dan said that he thought the Netflix series would make a good Artifacts Plus series. And given that he said that, I'm taking that as implicit confirmation that once we're done with the Spider-Man series, which would be around the time of Defenders, we'll be getting Punisher and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist and... They would have my money once again. And they were also asked about Guardians of the Galaxy. They said they can't announce anything, but they really are interested in it. Given that they did like an Artifacts Plus Rocket and Groot that for Guardians 1, I could definitely see them doing either Artifacts or Artifacts Plus for Guardians 2. And finally, you mentioned the Marvel booth. Mm hmm. We had to go back to the Marvel booth today. First of all, I got a ton of free stuff because I have their Marvel credit card. I
1: think you're the only person who has it, Arnie. <laughs> because every time, well, San Diego in here, they fawned over you because you had it. and It makes they, you feel like a VIP. Yeah, I don't think many people got this Marvel credit card. I like it because you get cash back, and I get more cash back at the Marvel shops. 10% but, off everything we bought yep. there. Plus you get the cash back, too, on top of that. They give you, like, a rebate on it. So I got 10% off. I bought, let's see, like, we got, like, three shirts. <gasps> the coolest thing they had, and I don't have it with me to show you guys, but little will be pictures of it. They had a journal that is Winter Soldier's Book from Civil
2: War. Which was awesome. It looks on the outside just like the journal that had like the code words. Yeah. But inside, it's just like a blank book. We may need to get a second one of those.
1: Weird, because I was just thinking that. We may need to go back. That's weird, huh? Yeah, it was pretty cool. They also had the Eye of Agamotto medal. That you picked up, I picked up that for. Well, I picked it up for you. They had some cool shirts. Really heavy on the Netflix series, though. Not so much on like traditional Marvel with like the movies or the
2: comics or anything. Yeah, I mean Doctor Strange. They had a number of Doctor Strange yeah. things. I like that they had New York specific ones. They had a yes. Brooklyn Spider Man. No,
1: they had a Brooklyn Captain America.
2: That's right. They had a Queen Spider Man. Well, if we go back in line for that journal, that'll be our fourth trip.
1: Well, I'd like to point out there has been no line. <laughs> and I have been able pretty much just to walk up right up to the booth and buy whatever I wanted.
2: They had some Scotty Young pins again. We got a yeah. Lanyard with a Hulkbuster pin. Yep. But when I went back through the third time I was with you, I didn't realize that they had one of the John Tyler Christopher action figure variant comic book covers here. That you can only get at New York Comic Con, which is going to be making so many of those completists mad. I know I would be mad. I've been going to eBay for several of those, but I was able to get it, and it's cool because John Tyler Christopher himself is here. I got it signed by him. He's an awesome guy. He wasn't really announced at the con. He said he wasn't going to come, and then Marvel asked him to come, and you don't turn down when they ask. I didn't know he also designs the side art for all of the Marvel Legends, starting with the Spider-Gwen wave of Spider-Man figures and has done most of the waves after. He said he didn't do so much of the, I think, Civil War wave because they used movie art for that and the same with the Ant-Man. But he does all of the side packages, and I had to talk to him. I mean, Star Wars figure covers, Marvel figure covers, Secret Wars and doing Hasbro packaging and he was nice enough to sit down with me and talk to me about all of that. So joining us now is John Tyler Christopher, the artist of the much sought after Star Wars and Marvel action figure covers and other cool stuff, your negative covers and you know, you did covers before action figures? I did. I know, it's kind of weird for me too.
7: It's all kind of a blur at this point, man. (laughs) How many action figure covers have you done? Do you even know? Um, well, last year I did, I think, 112 covers, and I believe I'm on pace this year to do 126. Wow. Um, And most of those have been action figure covers. That's absolutely
2: incredible. That's a huge pace. Don't most, like, cover artists do 40, 50 a year?
7: I I mean, I think, like, that's roughly what I was doing before, you know, I started doing these action figure things. So, uh, it's, it's been awesome. Like, it's been a good thing, like, to pick up the pace like that.
2: It started with Star Wars number one, didn't it?
7: Yeah, yeah. It started with uh, the Luke Skywalker. It's kind of actually a funny story. Um, so, even though I was doing thirty or forty covers, you know, a year before, I was working like a hundred to one hundred and twenty hours a week, and it was uh, it was really like draining on both my family and my my personal life. Because um, I'm 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 not terribly good when it comes to like action poses and and that kind of composition. So. It was really like I was doing a quarter of the work, but taking twice as long to do that quarter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so what was funny is um, my wife and my mom actually had like an intervention with me, and they're like, "You can't do any more. Like you need to stop doing work. Like you've got to be a, a better husband and a father." And I really took it to heart, and so I, I, I promised my wife, "No more work. Like I'm gonna t- whatever they ask me for next, I'm gonna say no to." And uh, <laughs> lo and behold, I'm like, this is no lie, two like two days later, uh, I get a call from uh, from my, my buddy at Marvel, George Balliard, and he's like, all right, man, we've got this idea for some new covers. Um, just wanted to see if you're on board, and I'm like, I, I can't, I can't, I, I promise my wife I can't do it. He's like, dude, there's Star Wars action figure variants. And I was like, son of a... <laughs> so uh, basically... I literally did luke han vader and leia after my wife went to sleep (laughs) and basically did them like incognito like a ninja (laughs) and uh fortunately like people seem to really dig them so uh we started picking up the pace on on being able to do them and like i said now i'm able to do a lot more i'm able to work a fraction of the time so that i'm able to be a better husband but also like you know be able to support the family and stuff like that so it's been a blessing man i'm I'm thankful to everyone who's buying these or gotten any of them like thank you from the bottom of my heart
2: so realistically i mean you are drawing a little less with these right because like with the star wars ones they're all the vintage cards so you have just the figure area and the art area next to it And with the Marvel ones, you're doing a lot of the red and black cards now. So, like, the graphic design template is there, and you draw a smaller area.
7: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, also for me, I've always been fascinated by character. Um, My dream when I was a little kid is, like, number one dream, I want to draw comic books. Number two dream, I wanted to do the handbook to the Marvel universe. It was, like, this, like, where it was literally just, like, the turnarounds of the characters. Mm -hmm. So these figures have kind of allowed me to do that, and... That in and of itself is a huge time saver because like I I can I can draw just a character standing there, relatively simple, but I'm able to then put that extra time and effort into like I don't want every face to look the same. I don't want every body to look the same, like I don't want to templatize the actual character, but I can save time by templatizing the actual backboard or mm-hmm. the, the box, whatever, you know, uh, type of deal so it's been really cool now i mean i'm trying to like actually if i ever get a break trying to actually go back in on the original art because i do pencil and ink everything on bristol board Mm -hmm. and it's all to scale and ready i just need to actually add the star wars logo and the little stars (laughs) and fill all that spot all that black for it so that i actually do have like an original piece of art when it's said and done that i could be able to sell but Man, I, have, I don't know how much longer that's, how long it's going to be until I can get to that.
2: Yeah, because when you started, did you have any idea it was going to take off the way it did?
7: No, no, n- none whatsoever. Um, you know, when, in fact, even to the point of, like, with the Han Solo, this is, like, one of, like, my big bad ideas I had. Like, and thank God the people at Marvel and Lucasfilm were like, yeah, no, don't do that, stupid. <laughs> um, I wanted to do. We, I just finished up the uh, Jackson cover for the the party Bear. Right,
2: I, that was great. By the way, I love bringing back Jackson anytime oh. you can.
7: Man, if only there was a way I could do like a Jackson action figure, my <laughs> life would like full circle, complete of radness. But uh, no, so um, I was up, so I was kind of on this like, oh, maybe like the people are dig- they were, people were digging on that Jackson cover, so I was like, well, maybe I should do like something more, a little more humorous, and uh, so I'd originally had Han. With like a terrified look on his face in the carbonite pose in the box as like haha he's actually like in packaging uh for safe travel and lucas is like no no just draw the stupid character <laughs> and i was like okay and th- you know and i think it would have killed the line had i done that so you know like wow. I make, I make terrible decisions, and I apologize for that.
2: That's really funny, because when I was a kid, I used the bubbles to pretend there was carbonite, and I'd, like, trap my characters in carbonite and just <laughs> yeah. keep the bubbles around, and when they were in the bubble, they were, like, frozen.
7: Awesome. Well, yeah, no, like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff... Because my, my goal with these figures is always, like, I don't actually draw the action figure. I try and draw, draw what five-year-old John thought the action figure looked like, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like Like, there were little jokes, like, I was really concerned when I did Luke Skywalker, for example, that, and I was very adamant about Luke has, like, dirty brown hair, right? So the side art has the dirty brown brown hair, but the action figure had, like, neon yellow glow to it. And that was the one thing in my head as a kid. I always remember I was like, this is weird. Luke Skywalker doesn't have neon yellow hair. So, like, I'm able to almost, like, deliver punchlines to jokes that my five-year-old self thought were kind of silly or weird (laughs) or off. You know, it's a... it's been really tripped out. So if I ever like get to do a Gamorrean guard, for example, um, I buried my Gamorrean guard in the uh, Sarlacc pit of my sandbox as a kid. Mm-hmm. And like when I dug him out the next summer after he was there all winter, he was covered in like raccoon poop and squirrel <laughs> poop. So uh, if you see little brown spots on the Gamorian guard, it's uh, it's my pretend fecal matter of <laughs> raccoon poop.
2: And your attention to detail with the action figures is amazing. Like your Obi-Wan, you had the little extending tip that I and so many other kids took little nail clippers to because we thought it was excess plastic.
7: Yeah, no, I mean, like, but again, like, that's that's the charm of it. Like, um, I'm a big fan. I believe mistakes or what's not right is the charm of most things. Like, I love the little piece of plastic the 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 blonde hair on Luke the um the fact that Obi-Wan you know the vinyl cape like the cheesiness of like it's not right but I think that's why that series is so beloved because it's those that the entire line of Star Wars toys effectively allowed every single one of us as children of our generation to be directors of the next Star Wars movies like I would have loved to have had a camera in, like, J.J. J. Abrams, like, kitchen as a kid growing <laughs> up. Because I have a feeling that most of The Force Awakens was made then and there as, like, a fan film. When he was just like, and then the Falcon goes, and then, like, they shoot from the bottom because the gun's stuck. Like, the imagination and, like, the love that we have for Star Wars, I think these action figures played a large part in it. Because we were able to continue the story past what we saw on the screen. Yeah. You know, like... Boba Fett dude there's a guy that has two lines three lines at most Mm -hmm. he's on screen for six minutes but I how many of us played with Boba Fett and he was the guy that was kicking kicking the crap out of people and being Mm -hmm. awesome and doing sweet like moves and like I think Boba Fett's existence as in popularity stems from us playing with that toy.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I found when Star Wars really made its comeback in the 90s, and I as an adult approached Star Wars and started collecting, yeah. I realized my vision of characters was the action figure. And so, like, I was a little bit confused by the color of Boba Fett's robe. And, I'd like, when having discussions with people, I'm thinking of the action figure. Right. And they're, you know, like, Walrus Man and the, like, orange oh, and everything. Yeah, like the
7: Marty McFly get-up yeah. and the, uh, the onesie for Hammerhead <laughs> Man, like... Those are great. And, like, those idiosyncrasies, my my mom was smart enough uh, and had the foresight to take all my Star Wars action figures and put them in the attic. So uh, when I landed this job and after they forgave me for actually taking on more work, she (laughs) actually pulled all of them out. So every time I do one of these figures, I'm literally pulling out that action figure and setting it on my drawing table. And, like, I take a minute just to, like, think, like, what was it that you loved about this as a kid? Because Mm -hmm. that's... It's adult John is trying to draw five-year-old John's imagination again. Like, So I have them sitting there and I, I look at them and I'm like, man, this is so weird and so quirky, but now as an adult, I'm able to like I study what I missed as a kid, like uh, the Jawa, for example, right? Mm-hmm. I had the cloth cape Jawa. Yeah. But the more research I've done, and, and as an adult now, enjoying the action figures, realizing that the vinyl cape is this like incredibly sought-after figure. So... I felt good being able to give the vinyl cape jawa even though it's a pretend action figure to everyone that always wanted those or had once one now that isn't able to get it
2: do you collect any toys currently
7: oh i collect a ton of toys yeah okay. oh yeah, yeah yeah it's it's been crazy um uh i well one second here
2: I thought you were reaching for the Golden Girls. That is the hot exclusive of the con. Is it?
7: I, I was literally given the option of pretty much anything here at the show as an exclusive that I wanted to get because I did, uh-huh. did some stuff. And uh, I was like, oh, I need a Blanche DuBois action figure, man. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I, I am collecting uh, I, I collect um, the Marvel Legends toys, um, not as a self-plug, but I actually am currently doing the side art and stuff like that for it. Um, I'm also collecting uh, the Black Series for Star Wars, man. I mean, holy nice. crap. Like... You know, these were about the imagination. Those ones, they just give it to you raw, man. Like, mm-hmm. they're beautiful. So I, I was able to score, like, I, I recently got a ray with a lightsaber, and it's just like, man, this is so rad. But it's, it's also fun because just like the Kylo Ren we did, I'm able to now do the vision that my kid, myself as a kid would have gotten uh-huh. that has those, like, little weird idiosyncrasies to it.
2: Yeah, that's often fun when you do go a little bit outside the lines. We did the little episode one Anakin Jedi yeah. and Ugh. some of the uh, now expense. I-, I still call it extended universe characters that you've done and to see them in the vintage packaging. And everything. yeah, well,
7: what's really surreal about that is that like, I mean, technically they're not expanded or extended universe because with the Marvel books, that is canonical. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is part of Star Wars. I mean it's not unheard of to see one of those characters actually appear in a film and uh with that being said it's so surreal like to have to break them down and think of them in those terms I mean I love doing Anakin I loved I-, I am looking forward to I'm like do this, do all 90 all the what 93 96, 96 original 96 original ones um and then let's move to the prequels and then let's do <laughs> Clone Wars like I'm in it to win it on these man. Like I am I'm having the time of my life, so
2: I remember when they were coming out and there were talks like, Oh, he's gonna do just the first twelve and then it kept going and then Anakin came in and they're like, All right, are you gonna do all ninety six? and
7: Yeah, well I mean there was a point where I was I was approached and it was like, Look, we can are you, do you wanna stop this? Like, I mean if you wanna like start doing other stuff, we can just end this now and I was like, No, no, like please, <laughs> please don't um because I do, I, I truly love it. If, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would actually would not quit my job. This is, uh, my only regret about these are it's going to have to stop at some point, and when it does, whatever I do after is not going to be half as much fun.
2: And to jump over to the Marvel side. So yeah. I was collecting all your Star Wars covers, and I was in on those. And then, right before the first time I met you at C2E2, the new Secret Wars was happening. And I am a Secret Wars collector uh as an adult, I've gone back. I even have like the Iceman and oh, all of those. Wow. I picked up, like, carded. Those like the
7: European ones, right? Yeah, yeah. And I picked. Oh, I was
2: picking up that line, and I was piecing it together over years. And then you come out with the Secret Wars carded figures, and I had heard you were doing Marvel carded figures. I'm like, well, I got the Star Wars ones, you know. That. Yeah. Then it was Secret Wars, and you had me.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, those were, um, like, those are another part of like my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. And. What made those ones so much fun to me was, you know, we talk about the mistakes, right? I love that they're that, like, beefcake, gigantic diesel-looking. <laughs> and and for certain characters, it's like, yeah, whatever, that's cool. Because um, the, the, way, the way those worked were, I believe all the Secret War actual issues were the original line of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there was an equal amount of new ones we created for it that weren't in there for, like, the more, the ancillary titles.
2: Yeah, Deadpool, for example. I, well, and the Deadpool was the first one.
7: Uh-huh. Uh, and they approached that because I thought that would be, like, really cool. And I, that was, like, they had me on that one. <laughs> that was great. And it was, you know, being able to, like, draw not just, like, the one gun, but, like, all the guns <laughs> and all the, like, chimichangas and all that other fun stuff. Um, but then, yeah, as it started to evolve, it was like, okay, you know, Beefcake Spider-Man, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Beefcake Doctor Octopus. <laughs> But then when they approached me about things like uh, Mr. Fantastic, it's like, well, I have to put myself again in that era. Like with those toys, they would never make like stretchy material plastics, but they might have those like old, you know, gluk, 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 like the little <laughs> bendy straw kind of things. And uh, but he was still like it was beefcake doing that. And yeah. it was it's so surreal for me to work on those. it was weird to work on those because they were my brain was constantly telling me it was wrong. But when they were done, what made them wrong is what kind of made them right, if that makes sense.
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's what got me with them is it wasn't just the card, but it was actually like the figures on the card. Thank you. And now you've kind of gone and you did a few X-Men ones after those 90s Toy Biz figures.
7: I'm a child of the 90s, man. Like, I'm unapologetic that, like, the X-Men is my joint. I love the X-Men, and the high point of me doing marvel action figures would be generation x like holy crap <laughs> i'm constantly i'm fighting for generation x to come back i just want that to be known like we need chamber and sync and husk and m and all of them back so uh but yeah no like so the x-men ones were great because as much as star wars is my childhood the x-men and stuff like that's my teenage years that's high uh-huh. school So. You know, I had to listen to a lot of like Mud Honey and Soundgarden while I was working on those to like get the right vibe. But uh, the side art was super fun for me because I had this like weird epiphany as I was as I was growing up, and it was uh when I was when I was a teenager in high school, all I wanted to do was be Jim Lee. That's that's it. I just I just wanted to be Jim Lee. So what the side art there is is that was me in high school wanting to be Jim Lee, but I had this weird moment where I realized like well who does Jim Lee want to (laughs) be and I was like oh he wants to be Art Adams like I think it's pretty obvious well then who does Art Adams want to be and that de-evolution of style and lineage is what drew me to start studying like Rembrandt and people like that to develop the style I currently have so to go retroactively in my brain to go back to the Jim Lee style it's like I was a teenager again just like I'm a kid with the Star Wars ones
2: And to go back to what you said, in addition to drawing toy packages for the comics, you actually draw toy packages for Hasbro for the Marvel Legends. Yeah.
7: Yeah, I was able to start on the line with um, Mm Spider-Gwen on it, and uh, I've done, I mean, I did that one I did the subsequent Spider, uh, Spider-Man line that had, like, Silk and Ashley Barton. Mm. Um, the X-Men line that currently came out. Uh, I guess the Build-A-Figures were, like, Absorbing Man, Space Knight Venom, and then now Juggernaut. Right. Um, right. I also did uh, several of the Doctor Strange ones because um, there was a lot of movie tie-in art I believe they used. And uh, they've been great, too. Like, it's, it's surreal to be, like, I'm making pretend toys, and now I'm able to do the real toys but also little gags like the Deadpool one I just showed you. Mm-hmm. I would actually proposed that I wanted to put stickers on that where Deadpool was talking to the guy, the per- the consumer at the storefront, where he's saying something like, Help, get me out of here! <laughs> or, or something to that effect, like going meta and breaking the fourth wall like the character does. And unfortunately there were certain limitations and we couldn't do that but I was able to do that then on the pretend one that I did for Marvel right. where Deadpool's calling me out and you know <laughs> ragging on me about needing coffee and all that other fun stuff.
2: So if you're working on the Marvel Legends packages, real quick to technical question, do you just draw that in grays and they tone it since like all the X-Men ones were yellow and
7: everything? Yeah, no, I do I do paint them grayscale and then but I actually do the tones you know we, oh. we, we get a color that's approved and then I submit it with with those colors on there okay. um and I actually draw them quite much quite a bit larger because the package you know has like the cut out the die cut mm-hmm. I draw a full image of the character effectively so that I mean if they ever wanted to use it from promote, uh, promotional material but also like it helps free them up to be able to reposition the character make it fit in the box maybe better than and the die cut better than I would have done
2: and but on the comics you're doing currently, you've got kind of this red stripe, and that's that's your own design, right?
7: Yeah, it is my own design. I mean, I, I would be lying if if I wasn't influenced by other lines and stuff like that, you know. Of, um, but yeah, it, it was. It, they literally approached me and they said, after after Secret War, after you know Star Wars Secret War, uh, then uh, the X Men ones and stuff. It was like, what would you do if you ha- if if you were to create your own action figure line Mm -hmm. and so those were kind of a byproduct of that like doing a more premium style looking figure um all the accessories like that's half the fun for me um of doing them is like all the different heads the hands the guns the 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 nuances there and uh it's been able to be like really cool because also i'm being not only am i being asked to do certain characters but they also are open to recommendations or things i want to do so like You know, my daughters are big Squirrel Girl fans. So it's like, can I do a Squirrel Girl? And they're like, sure. Um, You know, the Devil Dinosaur one. Um, Oh, that one was
2: awesome, by the way. The wraparound cover. Oh, thank
7: you. Yeah, it was (laughs) was so cool to be able to, like, I mean, I was honored that they were willing to give me a back cover because that's, like, prime real estate, right? For, Mm -hmm. like, you lose ad revenue with that. And um, to be able to do that, but all of the characters are actually to scale. So if you were to line them up, I mean, like, Captain America is, like, 6'3", and he's standing next to Squirrel Girl, who's 5'6". Like, they all match up in length, so I had to make Devil Dinosaur, like, flipping huge to make him, like, a 30-foot-tall <laughs> Tyrannosaurus.
2: And I'll say that I've had a lot of people write in to our show, and I even said it when we reviewed uh, Space Venom Build-A-Figure on our very last episode. Yeah, I said, your cover was better. It came with, like, the oh. teeth head. And why didn't Hasbro give us a
3: teeth head?
7: no no i mean hey you know there's i i have a reality that pretty much ink doesn't cost that much plastic does so you know like it's cool but but that's
2: what the people are saying is they see how many accessories you put in and i think we you know we all understand the reality of the situation but they say you know wouldn't it be great if the figures we're buying from Hasbro came with as many accessories as you're drawing. I'm
7: just trying to play damage control right now. So <laughs> if anybody from Hasbro's watching, like, the Legends line is amazing. Oh, you it don't is. need the accessories. It's all, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, this,
2: this same episode, I interviewed them and told them they're spoiling us with how great the figures are. Definitely. No, like Absolutely. I said, I mean, it's, it's
7: my office. And, in fact, I actually am getting two of every one so I can have the box with mm-hmm. the art on it. But then I want the character out so I can pose them. Because I've also got all the Build-A-Figures. I've had the previous ones as well. Like I've nice. been collecting these guys for a long time. Hasbro-, Hasbro gets like half my money. It's great. <laughs>
2: And they they pay you and get it back. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're going to trade. So I'm just going to have to ask, you know, you're doing the red style now, but I did love when you went back to the X-Men covers and some of those others. Any chance of looking at some of those? I mean, you mentioned Generation X, which had its own dedicated toy line. But also, I remember the, like, dark side figures that had, like, the vermin and the... Yeah, I mean, there were were so
7: many different ones. I mean, we've kind of established that vibe as, like, the not necessarily hyper-retro, but, like, Mm -hmm. 90s look. So, um, for example, the champions that I'm doing, not only am I doing a red label champions that is a two-pack of, like, Viv Vision and Nova or, like, Hulk and Miles or whatever that may be, but we're also doing 90s style of, like, Ghost Rider and other characters that are, like, super like they're all really cheesy and i love that again like that's cool so it's like we got the 90s packages and the modern <laughs> ones to kind of juxtapose against each other
2: i didn't even know what you were doing i noticed i i placed my pre-orders at midtown online too so oh. i get every one of your covers oh. and Thanks, i noticed man. with the champions it's like oh there's two of them now yes so, so th- now i know what i'm looking yeah, forward to <laughs>
7: retro and uh modern man so yeah all
2: right well hey keep it up please Without i have enjoyed uh collecting your covers as much as I enjoy collecting action figures.
7: Absolutely. Thank you. That means, You don't know what that means to me, so thank you that's very it. much.
2: Alright, thanks again for coming on the show. It's
7: been a pleasure, my man. Thank you.
2: Thank you, John, for sitting down with me. Honestly, just sitting down and geeking out about 80s and 90s toys was one of the sincere highlights <laughs> of this convention for me. Plus, I got to sit down, and that's really rare at this con. We found a couple chairs up here in the press area. But really, sitting down a self was kind of nice. But
1: it's actually 40 degrees up here, too. So there's, like, a loss there.
2: Artist Alley was fun this time.
1: Yeah, it was. There's a lot of good arts. I think they have, like, the biggest in the
2: country, don't they? You know, I have heard from some people that Emerald City Comic Con is better. And I actually was talking to Tamsin Isles, Adi Granov's wife, about this. And she said, no. She said, in the world. And they've been to Tokyo. They've been to China. They've been to Emerald City. They've been all over the country. She said, hands down, for American comic art, it does not get better than New York Comic Con. Hmm. She said, you know, Tokyo, awesome for toys. Yeah, I bet. Absolutely. Italy, awesome for a different type of art because, you know, they're very into the Italian style, but you're Mm -hmm. not going to find a lot of movie comic book art. But when you get into that kind of style art, She said, nothing compares to New York Comic Con. And I believe her. Yeah, she goes. And I was able to get actually a piece by Adi this con, a sketch at the con or a commission of Rogue. And I got some cool covers here. I got from Mark Brooks, who almost, you know, he's hard to get a commission from. I got a Scarlet Witch cover that was just incredible. It is pretty. From... Diana Granov. I got a Mary Jane to make up for what I missed when she was doing like quick Facebook sales. So really, Hasbro, number one, why I come. Artist Alley is really the number Mm -hmm. two reason I come to New York every year. It didn't disappoint. But meeting John Tyler Christopher, the highest point of that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And that's our show for this week. I want to just yeah. end by apologizing that this is a justin episode. He's actually making up for it by going Arnie and Marjorie-less over on Facebook and doing <laughs> some reviews. He's like, well, fine. If you're doing a show without me, I'm doing one without you. <laughs> but
1: We'll get Justin out here one of these times to go to New York.
2: We got him to C2E2. Yeah. And it's always fun to hang with him. But we wanted to be sure to bring you the New York Comic Con coverage as fast as we could. And honestly... Great time this year. I really have. This has been, there's been so much at this con. And I'm really glad we went to a Kotobukiya panel and kind of chilled with John Tyler Christopher on Saturday. Because, God, <laughs> I, I, the stress of just having all those people push me in the main yeah, floor.
1: I'm at the breaking point, And I think it's time to go have some beer.
2: I would agree with that. Yeah. And we'll be back in two weeks with Justin. <laughs> So, Justin and more on the next Marvelicious
0: Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Vinganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Vinganza Media Incorporated.
2: Figure, and then you've got Shatterstar. (laughs) And then you've got Shatterstar, who opened it up. It just happened to be gold. Well, with the... Do we need that receipt?
1: No, I'm okay. taking a picture okay.
2: of it. Okay, okay, <laughs> Well, I couldn't wait to talk about it. I,
1: you were, like, licking the glass.
2: I can't say that. That was my end joke. Oh. So, cut well, because oh. you were standing next That's to right. me.
1: That's right. Yesterday, you said that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry.
2: So here's It's a long time ago. And you were on drugs. I
1: was, yes.
2: Legal drugs.
1: Legal, yeah.
2: So, so here's what we recorded.
1: You thought? Were you melting them yourself? Were you smelting in your house? I
2: was discussing the process of perhaps turning them into money when I was a poor college student. And it turned out there was no money to turn them into.
1: I don't think there's enough gold there to turn it into any money anyway.
2: No, maybe a filling. Yeah. And that, but. Oh my god. <laughs> we've gone really off the rails now.
1: But, but anyway, I <laughs> bought this pen.
2: I'm, I'm single use pen. Once I've written with it once, it is gone. You're like
1: the president. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly like the president in so many ways. Big ears. Bluefin also was here and they have a new reaction exclusive Iron Man. Isn't it re-edit? They have a new re-edit exclusive Iron Man figure. Bluefin is also here.
3: <laughs>
2: I've had some awesome moleskin journals yes, just you in did. the subway here and I'm not well like, not I'm... in
1: the subway you found them at the moleskin store in Grand Central yes. you weren't like finding crap in the subway
2: <laughs> and I made it my clothes
1: <laughs> okay